you're entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. All right, welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on RelentlessDaring.com, on Podbean.com, on the Podbean app, wherever you happen to be listening to this show. If you are not listening live and you are streaming it, again, thank you so very much for joining me. Before I get into the insanity of the world, let me talk to you about coffee, not just any coffee. I'm talking American Pride Roasters from the humble, humble roasting facility up in uh, the Des Moines, Iowa area. They are back in business. They're up and running. Now, granted, they are running at a slightly diminished capacity as they try to get everything rebuilt, but they are still roasting coffee. It might take a little bit longer than before to get it to you. You know what? It's worth the wait. I want to tell you about what I've been drinking lately. I've been drinking the Thomas Paine. The Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine. This is the actual label from the website. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier, the sunshine patriot. The perfect combination of linguistic elegance and raw conviction. Thomas Paine was the voice of the American Revolution. In this new American crisis, there will be times when your soul is tired and you will need a strong pick-me-up. Reach for some Thomas Paine, 50% smooth and elegant Guatemalan beans and 50% raw, strong Vietnamese Robusta beans, which are double the caffeine of Arabica beans. If you believe, quote, we have it in our power to begin the world over again, end quote, begin your power with the Thomas Paine. Well, me, I, I've taken it up a notch. There's a little uh, caveat on this one. Sometimes more than a little of a good thing quickly becomes too much. For those of you wishing to abandon common sense, we offer a Thomas Paine remix, The Age of Reason. 100% dark roasted robusta beans. Like its namesake, we feel the age of reason is too strong and Borders on dangerous. If you want a wildly strong cup and you don't fear losing your soul, click on the Age of Reason option and pray you avoid pain's fate. Yes, that's uh, I've been drinking the remix. It's absolutely awesome. And for a dark roasted bean that I'm really not a fan of, to be honest, I love the flavor of this coffee. Um, a lot of people will say it robust. It does not have the flavor that Arabica does. But you know what? This coffee is definitely worth it. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Check it out. See what flavors they have. What you See what you'd want to try. And then when you get to the shipping directions, there'll be a little special little box down there. Tell them you heard about it from the Tyler Morgan Show. That way they know you're listening and they know that I'm still talking about their amazing products. American Pride Roasters. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting into the insanity, I had all my show prep done, and then today in Buffalo, a huge tragedy happened. Um, granted, there is still stuff that is coming to light. I the uh, the shooter, the alleged shooter, he uh, he has been taken into custody. He has been arraigned and charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. Um, it was absolutely horrible. It was absolutely tragic. He drove about two hours from where he was going to college to Buffalo, New York, and he found a grocery store in a predominantly black part of the city. 
and in the parking lot, he started shooting. Got inside and continued to shoot. Police arrived relatively quickly. He placed a handgun to his neck and was prepared to kill himself, but the police talked him down and he was arrested. Um, I'm not going to say his name. This, I don't want to call him a kid just because of his age. He's 18, he's young. But at the same time, he's definitely not a man. This person, this scumbag, he has he has had a manifesto that has been found. And yeah, he did it solely based on race. The idiot was a racist. He hated black people. He was a white nationalist. And then there's the stuff that's always going to get glossed over because he's going to be viewed as a far-right extremist. Well, number one, the far-right does not engage in identitarian politics. Identitarianism in the American political spectrum is a left wing ideology and the fact that he calls himself a communist in his manifesto which oh yeah right wingers seldom write manifestos but in his manifesto he calls himself a communist and that and then he he started streaming it, streaming uh, his rampage on Twitch. Fortunately, people started getting reporting it to Twitch, and they got shut down within two minutes. And unfortunately, there were people who watched the live stream, and they watched the violence begin. It's absolutely horrible, absolutely tragic. But the worst part of it is before family members could be notified of the loss of a loved one, you had the knuckle draggers as well as the ivory tower elites going out on social media and immediately, immediately talking about gun control. Talking about, oh, we didn't have automatic weapons. This wouldn't have happened. And then I, what I think is absolutely the worst of all. People talking about how this kid is going to be the next guest of honor at Mar-a-Lago. I'm sorry, what? Well, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, number one, did not go on a racist mass murder shooting spree. He was proven to be innocent in a court of law of having any malicious intent when he killed two people and wounded a third. It was demonstrated through forensic evidence as well as eyewitness testimony that backed, that corroborated the forensics. That was also corroborated by video, cell phone, drone footage. News footage. Everything corroborated Kyle Rittenhouse's story. And so he was acquitted of being a racist murderer. But again, he couldn't have been a racist murderer because, again, 
he killed two white people and wounded a third white person. He traveled a much shorter distance. He traveled 20 miles from his mom's home in Illinois to his friend's home in Wisconsin. The guy who lost his bicep drove twice the distance. But we're already making comparisons of this worthless scumbag to Rittenhouse. There's a word for women that it takes an awful lot for me to even come close to using that disgusting pejorative. And Rachel Vindman, wife of disgraced army officer, Alexander Vindman, you know, the guy who, well, I don't like what Donald Trump said on that phone call. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go outside the chain of command and I will be a whistleblower, but I'm not going to do the whistleblower paperwork. You have her and she was talking about how he'll be he'll be partying in Mar-a-Lago. It's just disgusting. I cannot believe we live in a day and age. where this can continue. This can be allowed. I know why it can be allowed. It's free speech. But when people do not have the the ability to self-filter and go, you know, maybe it's a bad idea to say that. The fact that it exists at all and it has become a thing is absolutely tragic. And don't get me wrong. There are people on the right when someone on the left, like this idiot does something stupid and they want to jump all over it and score all the little score, all the little points. It's awful. It's sad. And it's tragic that, our society has gotten to the point where people can't put pull, you know, their political issues on the back burner for just a couple minutes for even a day or two to allow people to mourn before using their loved ones, still warm bodies to score political clout. All right, so getting away from that level of crazy and heading to other realms of crazy. Yes. So I have to stop and I have to ask some questions of Johns Hopkins University. I know. Oh, why would I be having questions about Johns Hopkins University. Well, you see, one of their facilities they have there is the Moore Center for the Prevention of Childhood Sexual Abuse. Goody. Okay, I can live with this. Anywhere that's trying to prevent childhood sex abuse is great. Oh, my gosh. Well, turns out they have a really bad uh, issue with uh, who they choose to hire to run the Moore Center for the Prevention of Childhood 
sexual abuse. Well, now, I want to preface this by saying that at the end of the 1800s, at the start of the progressive movement within the United States, Johns Hopkins University wanted to be a model for progressive education. Okay, I guess. They had, they had, uh, they had premonitions that they were going to be so progressive that even post-stroke meat puppet Woodrow Wilson would spontaneously have emissions, so to speak, when his wife Edith rolled him onto the campus. That's how progressive they wanted to be. And nothing says progressive like being regressive. And what could be more regressive than hiring a pro- hiring a former professor from Old Dominion University who lost her job because she said your pedophilia is not necessarily immoral. <laughs> um, excuse me, what? Yeah, Kim asked not a pedo. Well, as far as I know, she's not a pedo. Dr. Alan Walker, uh, again, she was a professor at Old Dominion. She was on a Zoom call where she said that, well, you know, maybe being a pedo is not bad. Not necessarily bad. I mean, If you're not actually hurting kids, it's not a bad thing. (laughs) Kim says, not that freak. Oh, yes. From the New York Post, an academic who, who resigned from a Virginia university after saying it wasn't necessarily immoral for adults to be sexually attracted to kids has been hired by Johns Hopkins University Center aimed at preventing childhood sexual abuse. Quote, They are excited to share that Alan Walker, Ph.D., will be joining the Moore Center as a postdoctoral fellow on May 25th. The Moore Center for Prevention of Childhood Sexual Abuse in Baltimore tweeted on Thursday. The hire comes about six months after the ODU and after ODU announced that the 34-year-old would be stepping down as an assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice. Walker was placed on administrative leave on November 16th after a firestorm erupted over the educator's controversial argument that pedophiles should be referred to as minor attracted persons. Yeah. I mean, if you're a minor attracted person, you like dudes in coveralls, hard hats, and coal dust all over their face. That is a minor attracted person. Not being, you know, uh, not fantasizing about prepubescent children. That's beyond wrong. <laughs> Kim L says, sorry, maps are for directions, not adults who stoop children. Or... Fertilizer, they're also they also make great fertilizer. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. So those of you who are not listening live, be glad. My sound on a pod bean has been kind of wonky lately. Um so yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to let them know that they're no longer listening live. Dead gummit. Uh, the joys of live radio or live streaming or stuffs. Anywho's to the article. That research was mischaracterized by some of the media and online, partly on the basis of my oh. Apparently there's stuff missing here. Ah. 
Walker insisted that it was important to use the term minor attracted persons instead of pedophiles because it's less stigmatizing. Um, I'm sorry if you had this weird desire to get sexual fulfillment from children, you deserve to be stigmatized. Now, have you been convicted of a crime? No. However, I think people should be uh should be a little little leery of you. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Walker went on to say, my scholarship is to prevent child sexual abuse. Walker, who is transgender, said in a statement at the time. Um, yeah. Okay. You know what? At the time, I had no clue and until I was going through this article earlier today after I saw this announcement. Actually, yesterday I saw the announcement, but I was reading this uh post article and that's when I saw for the first time that this person is trans and I'm guessing female to male trans because looks very effeminate and not all that masculine but I don't know that research was mischaracterized by some in the media and online, partly on the basis of my trans identity. As a result, multiple threats were made against me in the campus community generally. Um, no. I never heard one person six months ago saying that, oh, that tranny is a tranny problem on trannies. No. The problem was not your sexual identity. It was not that I, I'm a man. Uh, no, you have a vagina that does not make you a man. The problem was downplaying pedophiles to minor attracted persons. That is what people were outraged about. Had nothing to do with Yo, you feeling mass, you feeling masculine. I want to thank Old Dominion University for giving me the opportunity to teach and conduct my research and the ODU Department of Public Safety for monitoring the threats against me and the community. Again, I bet if I were to go to look, if someone were to do the actual research, they'd find out that. Yeah, it probably wasn't a whole lot of actual threats made. And this is much of blah. The Moore Center's decision to hire Walker was slammed by critics, including Michael Salter, a professor at the University of New South Wales in Australia and president-elect for the International Society. Apparently, it cut off the name that he is, that he's, uh, of the International Society that he is the president-elect of. Anyways, he is quoted, to retain its ethical foundation, child sex abuse prevention work has to be victim-centered. What is victim-centric about the claim that there is nothing wrong with being sexually attracted to children, Salter said in a tweet. Too much prevention work is being driven by researchers and practitioners who work solely with offenders or people sexually attracted to children. What these individuals say in a research encounter or forensic interview does not line up with a victim report. Luke Malone, a journalist who has written for the Washington Post, called Walker's hire an incredible end to a troubling chapter. Walker, who has written a book titled A Long Dark Shadow, minor attracted people and their pursuit of dignity had earlier acknowledged the use of the term minor attracted persons suggests to some that's okay to be attracted to children. Old Dominion has faced, call, 
Had faced College Fire Walker after the educator made comment while discussing their research in an interview with the Prostasia Foundation, a San Francisco-based child protection organization. Neither Johns Hopkins University nor the Moore Center immediately responded to Fox News Digital's request for comment, which I'm not surprised. Why would you want to be called out on the carpet for some craziness like that? And the fact that the right has been starting to call a spade a spade when it comes to the whole grooming thing. Now, I know a lot of people, they hear grooming, they immediately think of, you know, creepy Uncle Bob trying to, you know, do little things that helps his niece realize, okay, well, maybe that's not wrong. But hey, we can't tell mom about this until finally has convinced her to get past her fears and do something that he to her that he should not be doing to her. That's what people think of when they think of groomers. Maybe not Uncle Bob. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a preacher. Maybe it's uh, a neighbor, a family friend. But when you think of grooming, you can't just think of getting people to to a point where they can be sexually exploited. You have to think of, you know, people who become victims of cults. You know, the cult comes in, you're, you know, emotionally weak. You know, you've been through a bad breakup. You've had some sort of major emotional trauma, death in the family, whatever. And they come in at just the right time and they get you feeling better about yourself. And, you know, if you, why don't you come out where we're at and we'll, you know, we'll show you what's going on that makes our life so good. And they slowly start, they slowly start drawing you in a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. They don't necessarily hit you. They don't hit you all at once. Say, hey, we're going to we're going to Guyana, and uh, here at the end of the month, we're going to drink cyanide flavored Kool Aid because a congressman is trying to make people trying to get people the heck out of the commune. That doesn't always happen. You don't go straight from you don't go straight with, oh, Mister Applewhite, nice to meet you. All right, let's put funny shrouds on our head and drink some more Kool-Aid. You don't do that immediately. There are steps you go through to get, get people to that point, to isolate them from family and to make them turn their backs on family so they won't go to family when things are starting to get a little crazy out of hand. That is what groomers also do to children when they use social pressures to, well, you see, it's okay to you know, have questions about the way your body's built. And, you know, maybe you do have a penis, but believe you should have a vagina. That's perfectly normal. But you can't talk to your family about it because they're just going to hate you. There's no difference from one cult of, it's going to be the end of the world. We must drink this Kool-Aid. That way our spirits can join the Hale-Bop Comet tale. There's no difference from that cult and the cult of, my body, I do what I want with it, and there's nothing else anyone else can do about it. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today not available in all areas please drink responsibly drizzly.com and getting back into it um all these calls about grooming and what is happening in schools when they say, Hey, 
we have this book that you can check out in the library that if we were to air the pictures of it on TV, the TV would get shut down for showing child porn. But we can have it in the library because it's art. It's educational. Yep. Graphic novels. Comics, if you will. That show that show characterizations, drawings of boys engaging in oral sex on each other. That is, um, but if you want that taken out of your school library, because honestly, if I can't have a hustler in the school library showing, you know, male and female, female, female sex acts, why can't I, why can I have this? Why can I have one, but not the other? You, because you make the point that this is there obviously to show that, well, you know, maybe if you are feeling a little genderqueer, it's okay to study. It's okay to learn what you can do. You know, here, because uh, the schools where you're supposed to learn anyways, but you don't need to be learning sexuality at school. Now, are there people who are going to not be straight? Yeah. But hey, you know where the best place to learn that is? By living your life. Over 80% of trans-identified youths will grow out of their trans identity. They will mature out of it. And they will become comfortable with their bodies. And maybe they'll be like, yeah, okay, maybe they weren't a man who should have been a woman. Maybe there's a man who like, you know what? I'm, I'm comfortable with my body and I just like other dudes. Um, Chad Felix green. He's someone I follow on Twitter was a trans youth who grew up, matured, became comfortable in his own body and is now a gay man. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't necessarily agree with the lifestyle, but yeah, it's not for me to decide. You know, that's on him. That's between him and God and let them let those two sort it out. But like I said, he was given the time to mature. He wasn't pressured he wasn't pressured socially into you have to transition to be a girl. He wasn't, tra- he wasn't pressured to, well, the, he's a little bit older. Uh, the, the puberty blockers weren't quite the thing, you know, when people our age were growing up, but he wasn't pressured to socially transition. It was not a thing. When, you know, I was a kid. But now you see it all the time. My little rural school. Um, My nephew, he, he would joke that, you know, like all the girls were transitioning. Because it just became like a, a, a peer pressure thing in our little tiny country school. Now, as far as I know, there's only one student. And all those, you know, in those classes who is still, no, my name is now this. I am he, I am he, his, he, his pronouns. So that's what I want you to address me as. And it's played heck on my daughter. My daughter has been friends with this child for the last couple years. So when the whole transition thing happened, um, Dead naming and misgendering was kind of a thing that she had to work through. You, you see it on TV, the, the ridiculousness of my parents. They've loved me for so long, but when I came out as I am now this person with this name and these are my pronouns, it, they, it, they're still having problems transitioning. But this person who has known me for like three minutes made the transition, made the social transition immediately. 
started calling me by my new name, using my new pronouns. Didn't slip one time. They are a godsend. Yep. They, they demonize, you know, the normies because, you know, yeah, I've known you since you were in diapers. And suddenly I have to change everything in my brain to match your new reality. But I'm the bad guy. But and don't get me wrong. Uh, there's a saying that when there's a group of dogs and you throw a rock, the dog that barks is the one you hit. Well, when talking about all the grooming stuff, you can you can hear the uh, you can hear the outrage that how dare you call it grooming? Well, the nation, that wonderful bastion of right wing journalism and opinion, the nation. This is a, a headline I found from them: the GOP's pedophilia smears are an incitement to violence. No, we're saying. Don't be a pedo. Joe Kahn, the next executive editor of the New York Times, will inherit a great news organization that has lost its bearing when it comes to national and political coverage. When the current editor, Dean, Dean Beckett, took over the top job in 2014, American politics worked more or less by the same rules that had applied for decades. The two rival parties largely agreed on the facts. They just interpreted them, interpreted them very differently. Enter Donald Trump on a wave of ignorance, disinformation, and white grievance. Excuse me, your party's been playing black grievance for like 50 years. Now, I'm not saying that there's no room for black grievance. There's been a lot of stuff that was done badly to African-Americans. However, we've had 50 years. And are there still bad people? Yes. But you still have race hustlers and hucksters who go and get people riled up all in the name of race. And now we got to do this for equity. We have to take your stuff and give it to them because they don't have it because your ancestors enslaved their ancestors. I don't care if you only immigrated here last week because you're white, they're black, you're you're in the wrong. That has been going on since before the civil rights movement. Of course, in 1870, paying reparations to black families would have made a lot of sense. Seeing as how they were most likely fresh off the plantations, freshly emancipated just, you know, a few years earlier. But then you want to talk about white grievance, where you talk about, yeah, poor communities, white, black, Hispanic, are suffering because you allow illegal immigration to come in and that takes all the, those low-paying jobs that they might need to get by. But I digress. Republic, taking the Republican Party what had been considered an extremist friends of alternate facts and conspiracy theories. All right. Keep in mind, this is the side that still says 2016 was stolen by Donald Trump with the help of Russia, both of which were proven to be false. Yet they want to say, Oh, Donald Trump, he has conspiracy theories that the 2020 election was stolen from him. Y'all said the same thing about Hillary. Uh, Hillary had the election stolen from her because Donald Trump was all up on Putin's you-know-who and he was doing the uh, 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 trying to you know, get Putin to like him and this is how Putin stole the election. Yeah, there's a lot of craziness in there. 
Then Trump and his loyalists tried to steal an election. The danger to democracy. Okay, we're no longer. Dude, writer at the nation. We're not a democracy. We have never been a democracy. We will never be a democracy. We are a freaking republic. And I digress. The danger to democracy was no longer abstract. The Republican Party aligned itself against the concept of universal suffrage and the principle of majority rule. Okay. Universal suffrage is something that's not good. Giving everybody who's here the right to vote, whether they're a citizen or not, is not good. People talking smack on Dr. Oz because he was vacationing in Turkey. And, oh, it's election season. I have dual citizenship, so I'm going to vote while I'm here. Does he, does he get universal suffrage? He can vote wherever he wants? Can he just travel to another country where he can vote wherever he wants? Because, you know, universal suffrage? No, that's not what you want. But oh. this article goes on and on. It's like you go to reader mode and it goes from regular, you know, size 14 or size 12 font. It goes like eight. Just squeeze everything in one page. It just goes on on that by with all the calling them, calling them groomers that were that the right is just calling for violence. All oh, there's a violence against people. That's all this is. This is a, this is a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle. Okay. I've got a rule about dog whistles. All right, here's that rule. Follow with me. This is very complicated. The only people that hear dog whistles are bitches. And here's what I mean. If it's a dog whistle and you're using it to get people, <gasps> they're calling the they're calling for the racist. The racists need to go. Let's go, racist. Woo! Okay, that's not what's going on here. They're not secretly letting people know what they are. Now, if I say the sky is blue, and you come at me, oh, that's a dog whistle for blah 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 blah. Tell me. Whose mind was already there? Because mine wasn't there. When I said the sky is blue, I was commenting solely on the phenomena as how light refracts, refracts through the atmosphere, then reflects off the surface of the water, and then it hits the bottom of the atmosphere again, and the water vapor. Water vapor in the atmosphere causes the sky to have a blue appearance. That's what I was commenting on. Whatever you attributed my sky is blue as being a dog whistle for, you exposed yourself. You're the one who started barking when the dog whistle blew. Because I didn't even know there was a dog whistle near my mouth. So, yeah, this, the whole idea that because we're saying that so-and-so is a groomer that we're, hey, man, that guy's a groomer. Go kick his ass, sea bass. It's ridiculous. Absolutely nuts. But, and if we're to be concerned that certain activists within, you know, the sex area, sex identity area are possibly bad, um, this is an article from the Post Millennial. Prominent trans activist celebrated by liberal press faces 16 felony charges for. <laughs> sexual abuse of a boy. The New York Times described Hernandez as a transgender human rights activist who fled El Salvador in June of 2017 for the United States after facing severe police brutality. 
I'm starting to think there may have been a reason the police want to whip his ass. Prominent trans activist who was highly praised by liberal media outlets and institutions is now facing 16 felony charges for the alleged sexual abuse of a minor following a sextortion investigation. Carlos Arturo Aparicio Hernandez, 36, of Taylorsville, Utah, a biological male who identifies as a woman who uses the name Reza, is accused of the sexual abuse and exploitation of 15-year-old boy after sending the victim a friend request on Facebook and posing as a teenage girl. I wonder if this Razor person knows John Weaver, formerly of the Lincoln Project. I bet they would have a lot in common. According to the charging documents, the 15-year-old victim accepted a friend request on Facebook in January of 2021 from someone he was led to believe was a female his own age. After communicating for months, the victim sent nude photos at the request of Hernandez and was later asked to meet in person court document state. The victim invited Hernandez to his home in West Valley City, Utah, where he then discovered the girl he thought he was talking to was a transgender sexual predator. Upon arrival, Hernandez forced the boy to engage in sex acts by blackmailing him and threatening to expose the minor's explicit photos if he didn't comply. Hernandez recorded the assault, charged the charging documents. Oh, it just gets better. He can relive it now because he has it on, he has it on Memorex. The two met on three separate occasions following repeated threats from Hernandez, according to court documents. The West Valley Police Department busted Hernandez in a sting operation after the incident was reported to authorities. Officers gained access to the victim's Facebook account through a search warrant and arranged a meeting with Hernandez. Officers arrested Hernandez when he showed up to the meeting location and was booked into Salt Lake County Jail. Carlos Arturo Aparicio Hernandez was charged last Thursday in the 3rd District Court with 16 felonies. Charges include one count of aggravated sexual extortion, six counts of forcible sodomy, three counts of forcible sexual abuse, five, five counts of sexual exploitation of a minor, and one count of enticing a minor. In 2017, Hernandez fled his home country of El Salvador and was granted asylum in the United States, where he settled in Los Angeles, a champion for trans rights, Hernandez gained notoriety among trans activists after New York Times featured Hernandez in an article in 2018 about the obstacles that face LGBTQ migrants. New York Times described Hernandez as a transgender human rights activist who fled El Salvador in June of 2017 for the United States after facing severe police brutality. Following the publication of the New York Times article, Hernandez was invited to the Cannon House office building in Washington, D.C. to give a speech at an event held by the Council for Global Equality in 2019. Hernandez spoke about the alleged discrimination he experienced from Immigration and Customs Enforcement because of his gender identity and sexuality. I said, uh, hey, bub, you're uh, coming into uh, the, the females' quarters packing that thing. Uh, we're going to send you back over to the sausage factory because we're not letting you in here. But uh, we're worried about the, them being sexually exploited while they're, in the, while they're in the holding facility under our watch. So, yeah, you're going to go back over there with the sausage makers. In March 2020, Hernandez was invited to speak at University of Southern California School of Law on the topic of asylum, disability, and mental health. Yeah, definitely got some mental health problems. Um, I, 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 I heard he would make a great, it's an absolutely great fertilizer. That's it's a good use for that mental health problem. Hernandez also featured in 2018 Univision article where he was hailed as a transgender immigrant activist. Univision teamed up with student journalists at California State University Fullerton for the place which this for the piece was discussed. Hernandez experienced being beaten by police in his home country. Despite the six, despite facing 16 felony charges for the alleged sexual abuse and exploitation of a minor, Hernandez shared a Facebook post in 2017 which advocated against sexual abuse of children. Oh my. 
And that's the thing. We say, okay, groomer to these people. Because they say and they do things that are obviously grooming. But if you point out that, you know, I'm not trying to cause harm to anybody. I'm trying to protect people by saying, yo, red flag about that person over there. Pardon me. You're the bad guy. You're calling for violence because you're pointing out they may be a pedophile. And everybody knows the only good use for a pedophile is fertilizer. No, we're not calling for that. We're making it known these people are not good. Whether they're pedophiles, whether they are pederasts. If you are using your position. And you are using it to convince others to have sex with you. You are grooming. Sometimes it's very, sometimes very subtle and takes place over a long period of time. Other cases, it's like this where, hey, hey, you seem like a good kid. Why don't you uh, send me some nudes of yourself? Hey, these are nice. Hey, how about we? How about I meet you over at your house? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some stuff. It'll be great. Boom, and then the actual grooming is. Hey, I've got those pictures you sent to me. It'd be a shame if your mother found out. Well, I mean, come on, here in Salt Lake City, I'm sure you're a great Mormon kid. It'd be a shame if a great Mormon kid had nude pics of himself get leaked to all of his friends. And you use that to seal the deal. That is like the absolute worst. Absolute worst way. I mean, I'm not, not that I'm saying there's a good way to groom. I would just be wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, just the extortion portion of it is just awful. I mean that that's something they warned warned us warned us about in the army is that you know be wary of people wanting to see your nude photos because they might not be who you think they are. If you were a kid and you've been listening to this episode and you're not completely disgusted, if somebody asks you. To send them nudes. The correct answer is no. It doesn't matter how long you and Becky have been dating. Becky, it doesn't matter how long you and Bill have been dating. If Becky is asking you for your nudes, the answer is no. Becky, if Billy or Bill, however you want, however you know him as, who you've been dating for six months, is, oh, he just thinks I'm the best. He thinks that I am, I am the cat's meow, the cat's pajamas. I am just the best thing to ever happen to him. And he wants me to send him nudes. Okay, no. The answer is no. Because it might actually be the person that you've been having a long-term relationship with. If they start asking to send nudes, don't do it because what if, I don't know, that relationship goes sour and suddenly they start sharing those around to get back at you. Or in this kid's case, turns out the person he sent them to that he'd been talking to for a while wasn't who he thought it was and they were to able to use him as a honeypot. Because I've got you over barrel now. You're going to do these things. You're going to like it. It's absolutely wrong and disgusting and horrible. And I don't know. Uh, spin cork is where I get a lot of my stories at. Under that, under uh, 
the headline about the uh, minor attracted persons person getting hired at Johns Hopkins. It was just a fat list of links to uh, actors, actresses, small town politicians, just going on and on and on, getting getting hemmed up for uh, child sex abuse. It's ungodly. It's one of those things that should never happen. Unfortunately, it happens way too much in this country and around the world. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this evening. Again, thank you for those of you who joined me in the live stream that crashed twice. I know. But Tyler, we didn't hear it crash on the podcast. That's because I am a broadcast amateur who knows how to pause the recording before I stop and go and try screwing with other stuff. Yeah, a little little inside baseball there. Just let you let you see how the sausage is made just a little. So if you didn't get a finish listening to this on the podcast because it crashed on me twice and had I got tired of fighting with it. Again, thank you so much for listening. Those of you who are listening on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, you pick a place that carries podcasts. I probably have this show there. Just saying. So again, if you're listening to this on, you know, you're streaming it on Spotify or anywhere that has um, a way to rate and review. Number one, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast service. That way you get the updates every week when the new show posts. Number two, please, oh, please, please, I'm asking nicely. Rate the show. I'm looking for five stars, just, just five little stars. I, I get it. If you can't make five stars work, but you can do four, I'll take those. But three and below, we have to have a talk. Once you have rated the show, please then write a review. Say something nice about the show. Don't don't lie. But if you got the show, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Please embellish. I'm trying to get more people to listen to this show. And the more, the more outstanding ratings and reviews it has, the more it draws more people in. It's the way the algorithms work, they suggest to more people, blah, 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 blah. It's it's very complicated, and I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not about to get sued for telling lies. So again, rate it, review it. And the last uh, last thing I ask you to do, please share it. Send this episode to someone who you think will go, ha, he said they should be fertilized. That's hilarious. Or maybe send it to the person. Oh, my God. He said, what? Fertilizer? I may like little kids, but I will not be turned into fertilizer. Yeah, if you want to send it to that guy, go ahead. I'll laugh when he gets mad. That's what I do. So again, thank you much, so much for listening. Um, please, please be sure to uh, support the show. You know, whether it be financially, you know, direct donation, whether it be you know through the through the merch store at relentlessdaring.com slash shop, whatever. You know, I basically work off commissions, and those commissions are. Hey, I like the show. I'm going to give them five bucks. If you want to give me five bucks for listening to the show, please go to ko-fi.com. That is ko-fi.com slash Tyler Mortgage Show. And you can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly, yeah, a monthly recurring donation. Either or. Yeah. I'll appreciate it greatly. And I'll do my best to put my money to work for you. Please. Please donate to the show. Love so much. God loves you. <laughs> Anyways, again, thanks for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7